but <laughs> I like how Chris brings up some Chris brings up some sore subject. Now that you brought it up, I just assume he was still the driver. Cut it off. <laughs> Start here. <laughs> this is the beginning. Wait, I want that story though. I want like I want the deets, man. Oh man. <laughs> Okay, so right, let's, let's, let's go back, back to Saki. <laughs> first start. Salud. Salud. Gross. Kind of, uh... Gross. Speaking Gross. about bands, we're taking a little shot of Chris's namesake here. The Malibu Black. It's mm-hmm. really good. From the drummer of Malibu Blackout. I heard Malibu Blackout got a new drummer. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. The machine <laughs> called the... Whatever 80 it's or just, something. It's just... <laughs> yeah. It's an AI drum machine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I saw... Not to get, not to, not to tangent right off the bat, but I, last year's CMA Fest, I went to go watch this band, and um, the it was a side stage, so it wasn't like... They weren't like a headliner or anything, but the... the Granted, like, the vocalists were like the main part of the band, so but... Uh, there, the drummer. There was no bass player. The drummer had like one of those pads that mm. did like the bass and the drums hmm. and like like a synth. Like it was weird. Like all they had That's was cool. I guess it was kind of cool, but I, I it, it weirded me out at first because it did sound like a full band, but it was they just had the uh, the three singers and the lead singer was playing like a acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. which you know who even knows if it was plugged in, but. And then they had a guitar player playing, you know, like lead in the background. But then the whole rhythm section was just this guy in a fucking pad, which was. So what do you like? Basically, push play on the bass track, and they just—he had the headphones. They were just kind of going. Actually, together. nobody did anything. There was a guy in the back that pushed yeah. play. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. It. yeah. That's just it. That'd be hilarious. It's, there's actually just—it'd <laughs> be funny if there was actually a band, but they weren't on stage. They were in the back, just <laughs> just playing in the back. <laughs> what was that one like, girl? Man, you're defeating like, the purpose. It's like. <laughs> Ashley Simpson, she got busted doing that. What I was know, that? yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> embarrassing, man! That ruined her career. That one yeah. set was it like Saturday Night Live or something? <laughs> yeah, you can't do it on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Started playing like the wrong song. I think I think another time it was like she just like. <laughs> I don't That's know. funny. Hilarious though. How embarrassed! I felt so bad for her. You know when you're watching someone do something and you're embarrassed for them, it hurts you a little bit. You're like, oh. oh That's why I can't watch crazy. The Office, dude. It's too, it's too awkward for me. To, it's an awkward show. Awkward. I also like how you pour everybody shots yeah. and then cheers and only we all down our shots and you take a sip of yours. I take half the of it. The fuck is it going up? I do half you the shot. You took half the shot, bro? So I can marinate on it and take it here in just a second. And then make, and then you're gonna make fun of me for getting too drunk. I don't know if I trust that process, bro. Well, there's a there's a process to getting drunk. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, my process is just get hammered as I can, as quick as I can. You can do that because you're a young, virile rock star. But I tell you, there's nothing. Ah, look at that mayday. There's nothing that makes me feel more washed up than when we have, uh, than when we have Liam and his band on because it's like. Weird. Me and Chris are the compared to you. We're the epitome of like the old rocker dads, who like used to be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Liam shows up with his fucking uh, looking like a goddamn rock star. Let me tell you how old I am. I'm old enough to where I like know that 
I have to watch my alcohol if I plan on having sex that night. And I don't plan on having <laughs> sex tonight, but it's like you have to think about that shit now. It's like I feel like when I was early twenties, oh, dude, I could get as hammers I, I wanted and still mm. like but now I'm just like I might get laid tonight. I better have a few less drinks. <laughs> like, I love hearing about what I have to look forward to. <laughs> it is funny oh, because shit, it uh it's it's it, it gets to a certain point where it's okay though because and I don't think me and Chris are there yet, but there is a. I'm, I think I'm getting there. But, but there's a certain point where you want to go as hard as you can for as long as you can. But then at some point it becomes sad if you if you're just that guy who goes hard into like into your mid 40s, and it's just and then you're just the old guy who's like just still trying to hang on to something. Yeah. See, I was already like cutting right. back on booze before I moved back in the apartments, and then we had this sort of youthful renaissance kind of a thing going. Mm. When we moved in here, it was sort of like a perfect storm of a lot of people being single and you know thirty somethings just getting drunk all the time. It was just like it was like a second adolescence. It really was, man. It was like I had a second wind. I thought that was like in my late twenties when I was still playing rock music, and then like here I am. Late thirties, man. It. You got a third wind. Who, who gets? Who's better than you? That's it's right. all mental, man. To a certain point, yeah, I get. Yeah, I agree. You can go as hard as you want. <laughs> no, I've, I feel like I still got a decent amount of energy. You know, I still got it. I hear the hangover gets worse the older you get. Yeah. The actual buzz gets different. What do you mean? Like being getting, share your buzz. I'll share it with you. Let me tell you. Uh, I'll play the part of fucking old sage for a minute. <clears throat> but no, the actual actually getting drunk feels different than it used to. Like it used to I don't know, like it's not as like euphoric as like getting drunk used to be like a drug, like you get that euphoric high off of it. Now it's just a cool little you know, it's 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 altered re- it's, it's altered from being sober, but it's not like as it's just I'm just used to it now. It's like it's not like as you're always gonna be chasing that. First <laughs> that's what drunk. it is, man. That's what it <laughs> yeah, is. Right, right. I'm still chasing that first <laughs> beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Chasing that first band. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, coalesce, cogitate, cavort with us. Share your buzz. Episode 169. Mm-hmm. 169, brother. Coincidence? Uh, I think not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Tony. Chris is here. What up? And we got our guest in the house tonight from the Daylight Centers, uh, Liam Kelly. What's up, man? What's up? Liam. It's good to be here, Tony. And we've already talked about all the cool stuff, so we're just going to... Now we'll start the podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was running... I actually passed out on the couch, speaking of old people shit. Uh, passed out on the couch. Tony, did you call me? You called me, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Got up. It's like, Fuck. And here I am. But, you you yeah. were taking a nap at 7 p.m. I fell asleep. I had ate like some dinner and shit. And I'm sitting there like chilling with the dog, watching. And I had a couple beers earlier this afternoon when I got off work. And then I ate some dinner and like I'm sitting there on the couch. It was like 5:30, uh, six o'clock, and I'm watching some tube, waiting for the for seven o'clock. And next thing I know, I'm woken up 7:30. Phone call. Shit. <laughs> Jumped out of bed. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Now but before here. we get too tangenty, let's do a little bit of housekeeping up front. Let's thank Mayday Brewery for sponsoring the show tonight. Who that? Uh, who? Maydaybrewery.com for all the events and stuff they have going on. They got cool stuff happening every weekend. Um, 24 beers on tap at 521 Old Salem Road in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Go check out Ozzy. Tell him uh, Tony and Chris said hi. Get some of that soul. I think they have some on draft and in cans still. 
Uh, Chris likes that sassafras. Can I say I, I shamelessly dropped Ozzy's name today? Really? Or like the brewery. I was at the liquor store picking up that Malibu, and there's this guy who was buying this special beer. It was like 11 point, you know, whatever. I can't remember the name brand. 11% beer, you know, really strong, like a double stout or double whatever, double Bach or something like that. But anyways, I'm sitting there, I was like, yeah, I'm, uh, one of my good buddies owns Mayday Brewery. You know, she go check it out. <laughs> like, I mean, Ozzy's my buddy, but I made it sound like he was my best friend. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, just saying. There you go, Ozzy. Hopefully someone out there uh, thinks that we're best friends and, uh, you know. That's funny, man. Because I actually did the opposite with you the other day. Yeah. Because we actually are best friends. But uh, when, I'm, when I'm put, what, that's, an, uh, that's an awkward statement to say as an adult. Like, oh, this is my best friend. Like, it's, I don't know. It's just, it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it, it, but so, uh, and I was in, I was in a, prof- <laughs> I was in a professional environment where um, I was actually, um, I, I was, and I was interviewing with, with, you know, I was in an interview and the reason I was in this environment was through a hookup that Chris had, I, you know, from a, from a mutual friend of ours. So when I was telling the person who I knew, I was like, oh, uh, you know, a, a good friend of mine is, you know, knows this person, this person. And I just, like, that's where I left it. And then I realized afterwards, I was like, man, that really downplayed. Just saying, oh, this is a good friend of mine made it sound like <laughs> we just, like, barely know each other. But, like, it, it really downplayed the, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, Chris is, like, one of my best friends. Yeah, right. We've only spent 169 Fridays together. Mm-hmm. So I think for, ep- for episode 169, you know what we have to do. 69 each other? Mm-hmm. That's how it is. 100 times? Yeah, 100 times. Ta- 169s. <laughs> so we do. <laughs> or we just we just yes, 60. I'm not involved in this. <laughs> we we have 69 while Liam counts to 100. And yeah. In yeah. the other room. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> Avoiding this whole situation. Right. In the Uber on the way home. No. I mean, fully clothed, of course. <laughs> yeah, still, I don't know if that makes it that much better. It's just like, yeah. It's just no, it doesn't. Well, we got gay on the show at least once, so we've been our quota. That's what happens. So all the second thing I want to talk about, thanks to Mandy, by the way, for sponsoring the show. Thanks Everybody guys. knows that um, Ozzy and Chris are best buds. So Liam's rocking if the, uh, the, the Burrow Blonde right now. Mm-hmm. You enjoyed mm-hmm. that? It's great. Hell yeah. The second piece. Number two. Uh-oh. Yeah, tear it up, bro. I think Take last it. time you guys came on, uh, it was full band, and you guys drank us out of house. <laughs> Dude, I, I love telling Ozzy that when we have the bands on, because everybody that comes on loves the beer, and we... We just we tear it up and uh, what the hell was that? Uh, oh, that sucks. Um, I cracked my phone yesterday for the first. Did time you really? In five years. Oh. Nice and cracked. I didn't so know Nokia made smartphones. They do. You like that? <laughs> I've, I've never order, seen. I had to order this from China. Bro. I've never seen a Nokia smartphone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Yeah, it's a little graphic that looks like the vintage brick. I like it. Nokia brick. Breaking into someone's house with that old phone. All right, so the second piece of housekeeping I want to do, before we start getting too far off on a tangent, let's talk to Liam a little bit about what's going on with you, man, what you're here to promote. Because the uh, let me see, this is going to come out, this will be Monday when it drops, so this weekend coming up, you guys are doing a show? On Saturday, yeah, we're, um, we got a release party. It's called Sweet Release. It's at the Analog at Hutton Hotel. Great venue. It's a great venue, man. I haven't it's been there yet. I heard good things about it. Though. Yeah, it's it's really classy and cool. It's it's kind of intimate. It fits like three hundred people, but it's like, um, 
you know it's got chandeliers everywhere and it's like super like it is uh, very intimate it's kind of and it's it's got like that round design to it like yeah. that semicircle mm-hmm. it's re- it reminds me a lot of like a hard rock where it or right. uh, not a hard rock um like a, a house of blues you know how like house of blueses are usually very intimate you're usually right there with mm-hmm. and they're kind of set up in a semicircle around the stage so you can every seat in the house is a good seat mm-hmm. that's a great venue man that's awesome hell yeah and we're playing with some other great bands sweet fever and true villains and sweet fever is about to release her ep too so it's about to be a really cool night that is cool man nice yeah true villains is like a hard rock type of like aerosmith type of vibe and sweet fever is like a mm, they're like more chill like they they got the harmonies and stuff going on. Like I nice. don't know who I'd compare them to, but they're sick too. So and you, you guys are kind of daylight sinners, kind of bridging the gap between there. Yeah, uh, the sinners are we we're kind of like we get p- compared to like Hendrix or Zeppelin a lot. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff. We were talking off mic before we started recording about this movement, uh, this this new rock movement that's kind of like half seventies half modern right and it's kind of like taking a lot of this it's stylistically you know old school but then uh with musically and creatively kind of new school right and or you could take be you know super direct like Greta Van Fleet and sound exactly like Led Zeppelin yeah right I mean but like Greta Van Fleet I actually think they did a really good thing because like they did that thing that sounded exactly like Zeppelin which, like, I wish they kind of, like, admitted that a little bit more, but at the mm. same time, like, they kind of, like, made it available where now all these bands are kind of, like, they do sound like, well, like, when we play, like, people will come up to us and be like, oh, my God, you sound like Hendrix, you sound like Zeppelin, you sound mm-hmm. like The Doors, when the Sinners play. But, like, um, I think we also have, like, a lot of, like, modern influence, too. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, um, Greta Van Fleet like open up the door for like bands to kind of like sound like old rock and roll like that sure, but yeah. also be new and stuff mm-hmm. man you were saying before that you think that is just a natural trend that might blow up and make put us on the map for something new yeah which is uh, I didn't realize that that was I'm again, again I'm not in the touring scene so I didn't so is that you think this whole little nascent like seventies esque rock is something that's just happening here right now, or like well, where the, at least I lived at, le- at least the center of and that that's like very like rap centric, and then I lived in Chicago, which was like rap and like electronic music, and from what I hear, L.A. is like a lot of ele- electronic music, so like I feel like Nashville is the biggest hub for rock and roll right now, which is funny because ten years ago, you know five years ago I mean, it wasn't even like that you know what I'm saying especially 10 years ago when I was like yeah, it was all country right in my mid 20s yeah I mean we had Kings of Leon come out during that right. time but other than cool. that there's I mean yeah the scene's been limited well but it yeah, kind of makes up sense now, that it would be us because we've always like look at coming from the country roots that Nashville has and country is very um very uh, traditional. It's very, right. you know, th- still they we, st- you know, we're really about still using instruments. You know, you can, you can go down to Broadway, say what you want about Broadway, but you can go down there and still see people playing stand-up bass and vi- and mandolins. I mean, hell, you can go to the jazz club down here, Rudy's, and see people playing like old-school jazz music. So, we Nashville is very intact. We're very connected with the with tradition. So, and what really, I mean, we're getting to the point now in time where classic rock is becoming 
it's becoming classic and what who it's it's traditional rock now and who has more tradition than Nashville so it seems like it'd be the the obvious place for something for a new nascent movement to start when it comes yeah. to rock music and you can see it like people are walking around with bell bottoms i came down here in bell bottoms and i was the only person where i'm from that would wear them and as soon as i got down here i'm like oh my gosh like i'm i'm home because like, everybody wears them here i'm like you know why? Like, another reason I love Nashville is because you can be whatever the fuck freak you want to be here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's fine, and no one gives can. a shit. No, no, all of it's good and bad because you don't stand. Some people like standing out, and here you don't stand out as much because everybody's a freak. But if you were that, if you were that person who feels like you didn't fit in in your hometown, you come to Nashville, and no matter what, You'll like find a scene, you find you a know? scene that you fit into. And even if you don't, it's fine because we're cool with people not fitting in here. So like whatever it is you do. Just do it, and everybody kind of is cool. I like that because in in Orlando where I grew up, it was kind of like that. Like it was right. very there was there was not really there was everybody was kind of there was still different cultures, but there wasn't like animosity between cultures. Like all the rap kids hang out with the country kids, hang out with the rock kids, and the Spanish people hung out with the black people and the white people. Are and you like, kidding oh. me? My mom uh, my mom lived in Shelbyville. Country people love rap. It's yeah. weird. A lot of people that listen to country music are the extreme and listen to rap music at the same time. It's fucking crazy. You can tell me I have rednecks I've seen, like, busting Tupac or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny, dude. Dude, we had a bar it's in so Orlando funny. called Cowboys. And it was After a, 11, it was rap. Yep. yep. There's been so many bars like that in Nashville. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was a country bar that plays straight up fucking radio country. Like, you'd hear fucking Jason Aldean at, like, 1030. But then at 11 o'clock, they, all of a sudden, it switches over to fucking Wu-Tang Clan or fucking... Usually it was booty. It was like dance mm-hmm. rap music. So it'd be yeah. like, uh, what was it, sixty nine boys or whatever, three six mafia. But you know uh, what's interesting? We were talking about that seventy sound that's sort of flowing through rock and roll in Nashville now. Um, that sounds very like picker centric. So it's like it's made for guitar players and it's made mm-hmm. for people that want to play guitar. You know what I mean? Like a, a lot yeah, of I solos and like. Which I mean, is cool, I'm man. So. Yeah, so it's it's cool because like we got away from that. I feel like in in uh, that eighties and nineties, you know. And you like, know what I think it is. I think it's like the counterculture. Like I think like like it, obviously rap and country are awesome, and like that's what the radio is composed of mostly that, and that's cool. But I think like Tony was talking about earlier. You were saying that like you think like how the grunging happened in Seattle. Like, that's kind of happening right now. And you felt like in the past, like, few years, like, that's been yeah. happening for rock and roll in Nashville. And, like, I think it's, like, almost like a counterculture thing that's, like, growing and growing in Nashville. I actually think earlier I may have misspoke. I said it sounded like something was happening and then it got a little stagnant. Maybe stagnant was the wrong word. I think it took us – I think everybody knew something was happening. And it's taken us a little while to figure out what that was that was happening. And now it's coming it's coming together and we're seeing what it's becoming. It's becoming the new the new rock and roll. Yeah. Because like it was like it was I have seen like we seen like hip hop make a rise, we saw country even turn, we saw country branch off to like modern and classic, and then we seen and these new band these new rock bands are influenced by country too. Have you yeah. not noticed there's a lot of country like there'll be like acoustic guitars and rock bands now which you didn't used to see oh, back yeah, in the day yeah, and they'll be like picking and like doing little you, like but uh, that's always been like yeah. rock and roll like zeppelin was mm-hmm. influenced by like the mississippi blues yeah. country blues artists like but you see a lot of and the other thing that. i see it's that all i'm all mixed man it all yeah. comes from the same yeah. place you know mm-hmm. the other thing i see that i'm excited about is i see that nashville is having 
a literary movement too. Like, um, you know, even Third Man has a book mm-hmm. company now, and a lot of a lot of these uh, songwriters, like Liam himself, are like these guys are they're not um, they're going a little bit more poetic with their writing, and they're and they're and you're getting more. Uh, you're not just like you know Nashville. I, I moved here eight years ago to be a country music songwriter, so I went through all the whole fucking like process where you know everything is. You gotta follow a fucking structure. You gotta, you know, this. And now people are starting to re- re- um, return a little bit to more poetry esque writing, right. and which is where I, I agree with that. which is where I kind of feel like uh, I feel like again we're falling back into that. Imagine what it must have been like to be in the '60s during like in Greenwich Village during like the you know the Bob Dylan days or like in the '70s when the Crouchy hip- and all those guys, yeah. you know. Like, so yeah. I feel like we're getting back to that, and it makes me happy. Like even though okay, I came to town, I didn't make it as a songwriter. But it makes me happy because uh, now when I go out and I play music, I can play my stuff and be happy with it. Singer, songwriter, folk music, and it's fine. That's what I love about Nashville. It's, it's a place that like really allows you to be yourself. It, it's like a counterculture is the mainstream here in this weird way where like you almost get shunned if you're not yourself, which oh, is dude, beautiful. I love it. I love it. It's beautiful. Like, you can do whatever, like, as long as you're being honest, then people will respect you here. And it's not like that in other places. I swear it's not. No, I know. And it's it's funny, man. Like, we had our buddy Kyle. I remember when he first moved here from Chicago. Um, like, after the first couple of months he was here, we, we became friends. And he was, like, he was joking with me. He's like, man, nobody here just, like, is regular. And I was like, what do you mean? He's, he's like, well... There's no, like, regular people here, like, just, like, raising families and going to, like, Shoney's. And I was like, no, man, there's not. There's like, everybody, not. <laughs> no. uh, the I sound is, too, is a man. city that's moving constantly. I was like, shit, like, I'm a weirdo, and I moved here, and, like, I'm normal now. It's, like, felt weird. I was like, mm-hmm. shit, like, I'm not, like. <laughs> it's a big pond, dude. There's a lot of cool motherfuckers that live here now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. All and everyone cool that comes here came here, here for a fucking reason. Yeah, yeah, it's like. That's what makes it hard to leave, man. Yeah, like yeah. I miss my like I miss Florida so much and I miss my family and all that and I know I I I know I eventually always said I want to move back home and I'm still waiting for the I'm waiting for the impetus to get me to want to do that but I can't leave yet man there's too much cool shit happening here I still feel relevant I still feel like whatever I still feel like I don't want to leave in the middle of the fucking like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at a party right now and if I leave in the middle of it something cool's going to happen yeah. after I leave <laughs> fucking fear of missing Bill Murray yeah, yeah. Bill Murray is going to walk in the party randomly exactly. and just light the place up. You know, you imagine leaving a party and I was like, dude, you will not believe who showed up. Fucking Bill Murray showed up. Told jokes all night. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, with my luck, I mean, not to mention, too, the podcast is doing good and I love what we do here. We get to we get to be like we get to p- dip our toe into everything that's happening in this town. So it just it'd be it'd be my luck that if I left, Chris would call me like the next week and be like, dude, you're not going to believe what I just who I just interviewed. Yeah, or like, yo, Tony's like, dude, I'm leaving, show's over, and I'll call him the next week and be like, oh, what's that super hot brunette country girl that's all over the place, Mindy, something, something, Carl, I don't know, what's her name? The one that Spencer always said he was on the get on the show? Yeah, 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 what's her name? <laughs> Casey Musgrave. Casey Musgrave, that's it. <laughs> she hit me up, bro, said she wants to get married and be on the show, it's Actually, that's the one part of that statement that I don't think would happen because I think if I went to the beach, it would only take me a second to convince Chris to come with me. I've been wanting to move. Like, dude, let's go buy a hotel in the Caribbean. Yeah, I want to buy a small hotel and just like drink rum and. Well, you're drinking rum here, so. 
Well, you know, <laughs> while watching a beautiful Indeed. sunset that's Indeed. a million <clears throat> colors I can't describe. So These guys are all about the rum and the May Day. Yeah, we don't usually Let's do a lot of rum, but I, I was a... Uh, because at band practice, we'll uh, usually have it at my buddy Woody's house, the bass player, and uh, he always has a bottle. And every time I go over there, I'm like I'll take a sip or two, you know, like whenever Just we have to band. get in the spirit. Yeah, and sometimes we'll we'll end up having several sips. And I've drank a bunch of his, so I figure you know I'm gonna buy one, and whatever's left over, I'm gonna take it to his house. Like here you go, <laughs> we'll pay back. Speaking so of which, I'm about to ready to pour us another one, but let's talk about Liam right quick. Yeah, you pour us another one. You have half a shot there. You still it's been done, fools. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So, what? I mean, last time you guys were on, I mean, we, me and you have talked a little bit um, out in the world, but since the last time the audience heard you, uh, hell was the last time you were on, and you guys, it's, that was a while ago, so you guys have been doing a ton of stuff. You lost another <laughs> You know you're a rock star when pieces of your you, you drop things and like ah oh. shit. You know you're a rock star when you care less about your phone than mm. other people care yeah. about your phone. Yeah, I like Liam dropped his phone on the floor and just left it on the floor. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that later. Because Tony <laughs> was more interesting than my phone. <laughs> so last time you guys were on, man, was like pretty much the first time that I had heard you. And since then, you know, we've been following. I've been following you, and you guys have been doing a ton of stuff, man. So. uh what would you say in your own words like how is the i mean has it been a it hasn't quite been a year has it but it's been uh, at least like last summer so yeah. so over the yeah it was during the summer okay so over the summer so in the past 6 months man what would you say the progression of the band's been like it's been really good in the way that um we're figuring ourselves out in the sense that um we're, we're, we're being produced, we're, we're making a record now, which is awesome, and our, our, our vision as a band has become very c- concrete, and nice. our entire goal is to just be ourselves, and, and that, that's just like pure rock and roll, is what it is, like, it, it, it harkens back to, like, the days of, like, Terry Reed, and, you know, like, 60s and the 70s but also like um modern times too and anyway since then we we've um been playing a lot of shows we've been touring around and everything's yeah you guys have been touring a lot and you've been uh uh that's that's awesome dude like it's it's uh for a lot of local bands anyway i use the, the term local loosely but you know getting the gigs is the is the is the hard part of the thing and you guys uh I mean, that's just a testament. We were talking earlier about how the cream rises to the top. And you guys, the fact that you guys are out there doing it and you're getting the gigs and stuff, man, that's a Thank you, man. That's definitely a, a testament. see why, because they fucking kill it. These dudes are good. Thank you very much. <laughs> you now guys the, don't suck. That's by, for, by any means. And the crazy thing is you guys have a look, too. And I know it sounds cheesy, but that's important, man. I hate to say it, but it's like... It helps. It helps to look the part. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, if you guys dressed like me or Tony, room. but sounded like you, it'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I mean, the music's awesome, but why do they look like you know? Well, you guys look like the fucking music that you play. No, me and Chris look yeah, like the Beastie Boys are old. Got the old. Have you, have you seen them? Like they a, hit a our mod- prime in the early, yeah. the early mid 2000s No, man. But yeah. I'm, I'm just. Um, <laughs> but it's. Uh, you just touched on something a little bit. We talked earlier about the difference, the fine line you got to walk between being like humble and, and confident. 
and uh, you just said something that was along the same lines about uh, you know treading the the um, the old and the new or the, uh, the trying to trying to sound like something but not but also being original. It's kind of on those same lines, right? Like you want to like it's nice. Like we were talking earlier, it's nice to be compared to your idols, but also you don't want to be compared to you don't want to be like oh now I just sound like somebody else. Like you have to you want to be original as well. Right. And uh, even what Chris was saying about the look, like uh, having a look is one thing, but anybody can dress up. Like, um, but you guys, like, uh, you guys live live it. <laughs> like, yeah, every really time, I, like, every time I've seen you, like, this yeah. is not like sleeping. This is not Facebook. This is not band photos. No, hey, let's put on our bell bottoms and like, no, these. Well, dudes, I think yeah, like, I, that's what like separates us from a lot of people is that we like really like believe and live the music that we sing, and I think that's gonna catch on. Like, I honestly think that the band is soon going to be a thing that people really respect. Um, and you're, way that and you have, and you back it up. True. Yeah. And you back it up because you are, you guys are, you got, you guys don't just, um, play the part of rock stars. You, when you get on stage, you're fucking rock stars and your music proves itself. And also you're, you're not a, you well, know, we're just being ourselves, you know, and, that, and that, I think that like shines through because yeah. if you try to act like something, then people I, can understand that. I guess what I'm saying though is that it's good. Like it's good enough to prove it's, uh, itself. Like you guys don't have to act like anything because you're just doing what you're doing, and it's it's you're fucking, you know. Thank you, man. <laughs> and also, you guys, you guys are all like intelligent cats. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, you might, I don't know, like you you could tell from the like the the actual the real. Like the the people, the people that you look at, you always look at like you know Jim Morrison or like you know the Beatles or something like that, and you see like these um, you know the Hendrix and all that, and you see the Janis Joplin's, you see the drugs and the sex and the rock and roll, and you're like all you see is the party, but you don't realize I guess the the common person might not realize the intelligence that goes behind being a fucking artist, and I think the reason why you guys actually are so good yeah. is because. Is yeah because you you put it's not all just fucking it's not all wearing fucking uh, fancy shirts and 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 dro- growing your hair out long and and you know and playing a guitar real loud. It's about you have to be intelligent enough to write a good fucking song, and you know carry your you, you got to do the business of it. You got to book the gigs. You got to fucking do the fucking shitty ass podcasts. It's fucking it's a uh, and you guys you guys do it, man. And even you know when I. Uh, Liam came out about a half hour before we started the show, and we sat there just fucking bullshitting. And when I I told you this last time, man, like when I talk to you, I see your vision, and I I can tell you're an intelligent cat. So and that's gonna that shows through. You can always tell when somebody's faking it. And me and Chris have interviewed a lot of bands. You done sucking his dick yet? And I'm, I'm just We've interviewed a lot of bands. No man, it's because I it's because Don't I cut like them off, man. <laughs> yeah, I was almost there, bro. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I'm fucking with you, man. You're just jealous because I was supposed to 69, and it you know. Oh, I see how it. Yeah. No, that's all right. I guess I'm I was just with I was just saying um, I'm a big fan of intelligence and especially good writing and good. You know, good lyrics and good. Speaking of good writing, Tony has a novel that's gonna come out soon. Yeah, let's suck his dick it's now. Genius. It's Heller. called Heller. It's Heller High Tide. Yeah, you can go to shareyourbuzz.com backslash Heller High Tide to read the prologue if you want. It's on our website. Uh, yes, do it. But I'm one of the characters in the this here particular book. I am. My character name is the. Uh, 
the masturbator because I'm constantly just whacking it <laughs> on people's pants and blouses on mm-hmm. the bus and what that's, is that? <laughs> that, that that's uh, Chris is making a joke, but actually you have been a character in one of my short stories. That it was it was a one of the short stories I wrote like a year ago was just about some shit that it was about us and like because there was like this two summer uh, maybe three summer period that uh, like Chris was saying earlier. We, there was like this perfect storm of all of us were single at the same time, kind of depressed, kind of just like just drinking way too much. Uh, single and depressed. Just, <laughs> and we, so we were just going out all the fucking time. You know, we had little sporadic mm-hmm. little, you know, flings here and there. A lot, and of, lot of house parties. House parties. A lot of people here. And a lot of late night fucking. A lot of like, pool parties. A lot of doors open randomly. Just people would just walk in your apartment and start partying. It. Yeah. Uh, so. But I, remember it, you know, I remember there was a point where literally. At least three or four nights a week, someone was kicking it. Like, I could just, there were nights when I was bored and I was like, I just like, I'd get out and I would walk around the apartments. Just to see whose porch everybody was on. Just to see whose party, yeah. party, whose porch everybody was on and then I would go hang out. Like, that's how c- consistent mm-hmm. the party was. And now it's like, it's all gone. It's crazy, man. It's, it's okay. We're old now. Yeah, it's just I'm weird. Okay. It was like a short little clip. It was like a uh, little sort of gif. A gif. Gif? Sounds, that sounds like my life. <clears throat> yeah, man. It'll come back. I think it's just because it's winter. Indeed. The summer will come. And That's actually will. a good um, topic point, man. So when you're speaking of life in your life, uh, so when you're writing, when you're writing stuff, is uh, of course everybody takes stuff from their own personal life. But how much mm-hmm. uh, are you the kind of person that like pulls directly from your life, or like takes looks around and takes things from outside, from like other people's lives? No, I I can't write something unless it comes completely from my life because I can't write a song unless I'm like get this incredible burst of inspiration like I don't sit down just to write a song like the song like the inspiration comes to me and I have yeah. to write it then and there is that so musically or lyrically it's all in one it, the inspiration comes in this weird like burst maybe something happened in my life that was either real happy or real sad or something or you know, maybe something didn't happen to me, but I feel a certain way or whatever, and like some feeling will hit me, and I'll know it's time to write a song. Mm-hmm. It'll come out in whatever form it comes out, but it's always based on my life experiences and stuff like that. Because yeah. I think like the most important thing about it is not having the right chord progression or being musically correct or whatever, but more about like. Um, sincerity and being truthful and stuff like that. Sort of fine, trying to express that feeling that you've got inside, I guess, or whatever. But yeah. Well, I tell you, the going, I also write that way or wrote that way until I like settled into just a little like until my life got kind of. Tony, why don't you pick up a guitar and play one of your songs? <laughs> I will later. Um, Actually, I don't think I've ever played a song on the podcast yeah, of my you own. you never do it. No, I am. I want to promote the. I, I don't want. Hear I it. I made a point to myself when I started the podcast to not make this about self promotion. I wanted to promote my mm-hmm. friends and their things. Yeah. Um, but now I am not above a little self promotion. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. But um. Uh, I do. I do find that it was easy when I was a little bit when I was a little bit crazier 
and I was just I because I, I like to write. I like if I if nothing cool happens to me, I find myself just going out and doing shit to write about. Like I'll go out. Like that's why I love to travel. That's why I go to places like Cuba and Jamaica and all that stuff because I wanna I wanna have a cool experience to write about to build off of. And I found my I find myself in boredom times creating things that I can write about. So I like going out. I think that happened a lot in that three year period where we were all single and stuff. Like I think one of the reasons why I was partying so much was because I needed some kind of, I needed something to happen to spark some inspiration. Oh, we had some um, drama. Yeah, we did. We, we did. But now that I'm a little bit calmed down and I don't want the drama as much, I find myself being able to look at other people's lives and pull inspiration from that. And it's like, okay, I feel na- that. now that I'm not, I can't necessarily write a great story about. It's kind of what Bob Dylan would do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. I honestly think that like um, the drama can like work to your benefit. Like honestly, I feel like like my life is kind of insane, and I'm like a partially functional insane person, and my life is. A train wreck, but also a glorious train wreck, and and it just I think feels you just you just named the podcast. This episode is going to be called Glorious Train Wreck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Liam Kelly and the Glorious Train Wrecks. I'm going to start a new band, but like that fuels um, my songwriting completely. It's That's like, funny, it's a man. Because it occurs. I don't know if we've all been through that. I definitely went through that. Um, I went through a period right before I met Faith, my my girlfriend, that. Where I actually thought I was going insane, like I thought I was, bec- I thought I was losing it, and because uh, you just get, you can, you can, there is a, there is a time, there, are, there is a way to get so in your own artistic head where you can drive yourself insane, and I, there was, there was a, there was a period where I thought I was losing it. You, we're all losing it. Yeah. Or, yeah a little bit. I mean. At least I know I am. <laughs> Every day I get older, I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> One day close to the grave, just screaming at himself in the mirror. <gasps> Mondays, they, it's not that's not bullshit. When you work a regular job, yet yeah, the Mondays do happen. It sucks, but you guys don't need to know about that. <laughs> you guys are gonna, like, you don't even worry about that yet, big dog. All right, Chris, you ready? Are we still recording? We are. Chris, you're gonna do a real toast. You give us a. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. I like that. That's good. <laughs> um, here's to chitlins, crawfish, gated. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I'm like, thinking about like foods that I don't There like. was a classic one I heard somebody say at a bar one time, and I know it's cliche, but I always thought it was kind of cool. It was, uh, um, if I had a ticket to heaven, but you didn't do two, I'd give mine away and go to hell with you. That's a good one. I've got another one I'll look up. Next time we do a shot, I've got a legit one that I do every once in a while. I'm going to actually do my whole shot, Chris, because I'm a real man. <laughs> Didn't mind to you, prick. <laughs> oh, man, we got we did 40 minutes. You want to just keep going? Nope. Do an hour? You want to take a break, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Look at you, Phoenix. I want to hear a song. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys. We'll be right Hey, what's the name of your EP right quick before we get out of here? You're dropping an EP? Is that what it is? You guys Sweet are? Fever is dropping an EP okay, on Saturday. You said you I'm guys dropping were too. a single that's called um, Walk on Mars. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Walk on Mars, and that's Daylight Centers. And where can everybody find you? Uh, DaylightCenters.com. 
Instagram at Daylight Centers, Facebook at Daylight Centers. Um, I mean, your guys' stuff is on like Spotify and all the yeah, all that Spotify, stuff. Apple, but where would you I prefer mean. people to go find your stuff? Uh, go to Facebook at Daylight Centers. It's, it's got links to everything else. So yeah. All right, I just like I know days. some people don't like Spotify because they don't pay as well. Like if you, if you have like a if you have another site, Spotify you'd rather people gives go. You like point zero yeah. zero zero you don't make anything. You have, they actually they take money away. <laughs> Even Taylor Swift is not making that much Spotify, on Spotify. You know if you, I mean? if you like, get for every one play on Spotify, they actually go to your bank account and take a five bucks out. Tony, the <laughs> truth is, artists don't get paid until we like get super big. Like, big. Yeah. Until then, tour. we're like spending money, and then one day, like, ten me, years from now, maybe make some of it back. Because you know, like at, at the rate that Spotify pays, like let's say Taylor Swift gets eight million plays a, a year or something, she's only going to make like a hundred grand off that, which in the grand scheme of things is a lot of money for us. For us, yeah, hundred thousand dollars. Fuck, that seems like a lot of money, but you know, but then she's pulling in, you know, a hundred million on her tour, so. Hundred thousand versus a hundred million, you know, it's like what's Dude, Spotify? I'll, I'll doing? leave this you know, segment like with this thought. I was when I was in Cuba I went to visit the Hemingway house. And one of the tours, um, you don't go in the house, you walk around the outside and kinda of look in the windows and everything. And have, so you can take pictures and everything. So you walk around the living room, you hit the bedroom, the spare room, his writing room, and then you walk around and there's the bathroom. And he has like this like his some handwriting on the wall, whatever, and everybody's like in his bathroom window taking pictures, like all the tourists, like of inside his bathroom and, and I just thought to myself, I hope someday, like, I'm famous enough where people take pictures of my toilet. Where people care about where you shit. Yeah. This is where Hemingway <laughs> shat. This, this, this is where this is where Tony fuck. shat. Yep. This is where he did his best thinking. I hope maybe one day this apartment will be like a historical landmark if I ever become yeah. a famous author. And they'll be walking in here and they'll be like, yeah, this is where they recorded the Jerry podcast. Jerry will be running tour buses out of the park. Oh, he'll like, still be alive. Here. He'll be a zombie. And then, yeah, they'll, they'll walk in. Oh, yeah, this is, this is where Tony took a dump. Yep. He got he got wood floors in 2019. Before that, it was carpet and oh, like dude, if that <laughs> if the if that carpet could talk, we'll be right back, guys. Oh yeah! Don't stop, baby. <laughs> no, don't stop. Don't stop. Sing us a song. Pretty good little mix here. See what you got.
Nice. That's a little snippet right there. Welcome back, everybody. What a great intro to come yeah, back to the second segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, that's, that's what having a random instrument laying around your house will do right there. Yes. I've learned one thing when it comes to interviewing rock stars. Always have random guitars laying around. I'm, sometimes you'll get some cool shit happening. In free boot. In free boots. Just yeah. have beers. Have shots. We don't have women for you. Sorry. It's funny. Um, I, you know, Liam was it's just like talking. Stop stereotyping me. Invite, <laughs> inviting us to the show next week. And it never hit me before that uh, my uh, faith is always bugging me about we don't go to enough fucking rock shows. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, oh, fuck. This is serendipity. I just, goddamn. I, what, what better way to take my girl out on the town to see a fucking rock show? Then to fucking then see some goddamn daylight centers and the other two bands I haven't seen yet so let me have some new and some old and some people I know so it'll be it'll be awesome it'll be awesome yeah it's gonna be a great time yeah I'm definitely excited I'm definitely excited it's funny we were talking earlier about the different influences of like you know blues and all that stuff into into rock music and the rock music in general has such a a a spectrum Uh, my girl Faith is a blues rock singer okay and uh, so she does. You know that kind of that kind of stuff, which is, and it's it, man, it's funny when you when you say rock, it can cover so many different aspects mm-hmm. of the of the genre. Like even outside, we were talking about you know your guys' stuff is different than what Chris's does, more like a '90s style alternative mm-hmm. thing, and it's it's such a even, but it's one of those words that even though it covers a wide spectrum, it also is all encompassing and like. A family of like rock music, like everybody respects each other's fucking. It's kind of a rebellious attitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Encompasses, but blues is the basis of rock and roll. So if you say blues rock, it's like, like rock and roll comes from blues in the way that like, the lyrics and the entire like structure of it is all based off of like, blues that came all the way from like the nineteen twenties mm-hmm. and stuff. Sure, yeah. The old waters and all that. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's great, man. I uh, I love seeing not just blues, but like the old, like even like we were talking the other night about Rudy's and like their jazz stuff, like the old jazz stuff that you hear. Like um, when you go to like a well, like, like the the Rudy's the jazz club here, they they focus on like the real like um the like, what is it this we saw the other night the uh, the Milestones. They were like mm-hmm. a Miles Davis tribute band, and they uh. You know, everything is very, like, solo-based. Everybody just wants to get up there and show off, which is awesome because they have great musicians. The damn songs are structured like that, though. Yeah, That's how they it, do, you know? Yeah, like, but it's awesome because everybody is such great musicians, and they're just jazz you're all over the fucking place. But with uh, your style of guitar playing is sort of like that, too, though, where you are, you are not afraid to, to let go and dance all over the fucking song on, on guitar, and I like that. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'm glad you did that. There's there's a there's a, a level of um, I don't know there's a musicianship that comes around you know they they say less is more when it comes to soloing and stuff like that but it also especially in jazz they play a lot of fucking notes and there is an art form to playing a lot of fucking notes it's like rapping it's like when you, if you can rap and make and like all those words is like it, it there's there are times when less is more and there are times when if you know how to yeah. do it right then you can. Right, I think you totally hit the nail on the head there. Like, less is more. Like, people can say, like, and try to sum everything up in one phrase, but I think, like, like different rules call call for different situations. Do I have one? Thank you. 
Salute. Yeah, but like when it, even when it comes to soloing too, you have to know how to stay in your lane, so to speak. Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of times less is more. But if you take an artist like, for instance, like Steve Ray Vaughan, comes to mind. Sometimes he'll hit a fucking bend and he'll let it ring out for like ten seconds, but then like then he'll fucking go ape shit and just fucking play. 20 yeah. notes in the next three seconds you know it's like it's the ability to go from one to the other and do it right it, and it's all coming from the soul and it's a feel thing right it's, it's totally yeah. feel yeah and you can't really teach it you can't really sum it up in any phrase because mm-hmm. there is, there's more to it than can be explained by words and stuff you know it, 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 I'm, I'm throwing my own personal experience out there but drumming it's like some people if just don't have rhythm and you could sort of teach it. You could <laughs> You're sort of, right. You're so right, man. You could sort of teach Just it, but that some feel, professional drummers don't have rhythm. Yeah, that that feel, that natural sort of feel, is not there for some people. Like, you want to see people with no rhythm? Just go to Plaza Mariachi on Salsa Night and see the white people trying to dance salsa. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, white people are not known for their dancing. That's it's okay. That's funny though, man, because it is. Um, again, going back to the jazz thing, like. Or even the rock, like jazz, rock, all the blues, all that stuff. You have a. It's funny you mentioned the drumming thing because when I was in percussion, like in high school, and we would do like uh, the drum corps stuff. You know, everybody would get their little chance to do their solo. And at first, you know, your your go-to thing is you're like when you're a kid, you just want to like put as many notes as you possibly can and do a fucking solo. But then you realize, like when you start listening to other music, especially in Florida, uh, there was it was all the music was very Latin or like um, you know mm-hmm. inspired. And Latin music, when they do percussion, man, it's it's very like minimalist. It's very you know you it sounds like it's a lot, especially like, but it's very rhythm based. And then like it's very you know just a couple of hits here and there to kind of stand out. See, it's Latin like, music use they use drums in the way that someone would use like a guitar or piano in a way. They use it to act like off notes too. It's mm-hmm. like weird, you know, like they they'll have a particular drum on an off note. To you know, to create the infant, you know what I mean? You know, I don't know what that's I called. I do need, you I know, realized, you probably know I, well, I was listening I was earlier today to they some, do that to some Latin roll, music really, but and I've realized that what I need, I, I need some bongos in my life. I think I need mm-hmm. to order some bongos. O'Shea had like a whole bunch of them one day and it was like, give me 50 bucks for the whole lot. You have a drum circle. <laughs> yeah. And it was like several drums and I really want to do it. I just didn't have 50 bucks. He's like, gotta give it to me now or I'm going to sell it. He ended up selling for like 200 bucks on eBay, but God, I wish I, you know, just had 50 <laughs> bucks laying around. <laughs> uh, it's like when I was in on the drum line in high school with the guys that played the quads. Yeah. We actually, we actually had Quint, so we had that little one in the middle. Was yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, man, but it was, those guys always, impressed me because I was like man they're doing like the, the double sticks and even the marimba guys that would play the double sticks and the marimba and all that mm-hmm. now, I've always wanted to learn how to play steel drums too the pan drums yeah yeah those are cool damn when you're complaining about not having 50 bucks lying around so you know here you yeah. <laughs> rethink what you're doing in life <laughs> right like I'm shit with you. yeah dude that's a lot of money man you know I mean it isn't it isn't you know it's funny because we spend a lot of money on things and then complain about not having a little bit of money for other things. I think the it's extra not, things. You know, it's, it's like people always say, oh, man, I ain't got the money for it. And it's like, no, you have the money. We just choose to spend it on other things. Right. I spent $30 on liquor and $20 on beer. I spent $50 on booze mm-hmm. at the grocery store today. 
Oh, I also got a bottle of wine, 10 bucks. So I spent, you know, whatever that is, $60 on booze tonight. But if but if you had to drop 60 bucks on some drums, on, it'd be like, you're like, <laughs> like oh, man, I don't know, it's a little steep. It's I don't a little know, steep. man. I don't have that 50 oh, no, bucks later. I can't get a buzz that. off these drums. On gums and drugs. But I haven't yeah, bought any that's... booze in a while, so I'm catching up. You know, it's like I haven't bought any liquor in a while, so it's like I need to buy some liquor for tonight. And I've been craving I don't some think wine. Anybody, anybody listening is not blaming you, man. So yeah. you're good. Yeah, man. I get those Lagunitas. I blame my Sorry, I blame my girlfriend because she got me this cool ass fucking globe bar for my birthday last year. I'll show it to you, Liam. It's over here in the corner. It's like this one of those old fashioned like um, globes that opens up into a bar. And so now I'm like, well, I got to keep it stocked up. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Basically, I can't wait till he has his own man room slash office so I can get that thing out. of it's funny because she got me two presents while we've been together. She got me the glow bar, mm-hmm. and then she got me a writing desk. So yes. I'm thinking she like she's telling me like, hey, you need to get an office and go away. Yeah, they're yeah they're very much like man space yeah. sort of items. Yeah. You, know? you have two globes now. I'm jealous. I have I don't I have not a one. Oh, oh shit! I do have a map on my wall. Mm-hmm. Big map. Dude, a, having a globe is a sign that you're classy as fuck. Right. That's it. Right? I think that's he's what he's got it is. two of them, so he's double. I know. Classy. I see them. I see the globe bar too. That's sick as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because when I. When we went to the Hemingway house in Cuba, he had a globe sitting in there, and I'm like, "Look, babe, see, I told you, it's classy." Yeah, it is, <laughs> yeah. dude. Only smart people, only intelligent people have globes, man. I swear. Also, I think it's kind of faking it if you have a globe but don't go anywhere. Like, I'm proud to say that I have a globe and I've actually traveled outside the country. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, it's fake. It, like, you're faking it if you got like a big ass map on the wall, but you've never left the state. It's like that. <laughs> well, mine's just a map of Tennessee. You so. have a lot of maps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I have a huge map of Tennessee. Yeah, it's actually the Tennessee Valley region. It's and Tony, Tony thinks big man. He's got maps of the world everywhere, all around. Yeah. It just goes to show where, where Tony's mind's at. My mind is getting. I want to get out of here, dude. Tony's I did. I realized this earlier today. I have a disease. I have elsewhere disease. Yes. No matter where I am, yes. I want to be elsewhere. Sometimes I have that, I have that yeah. too. I, I want to like yeah. Even if like I'm happy where I'm, even if where I'm at is cool, I'm always thinking about where I'm gonna go next. Mm-hmm. Or like, or or you're never satisfied where you're no. at in no. one particular point. You're like, next year's better, or I, yeah. in five yeah. years I'll be this, yeah. or I'll do this. It's like, yeah, but and at you're the same never. Time, that's healthy because like, it is. But you, at the you same time, you satisfied. you can miss out too. You don't never want to be too satisfied. That's where fat people come from. Right. But it's actually, like, I make a distinction between satisfaction and contentment. Sure. I don't. I I want to be satisfied. I don't want to be content. Yeah. Contentment means boredom. I like sure. to be satisfied. Like, I want to look around and be like, okay, I'm satisfied with what I've done, but I don't want to be content with it. I want to always want a little bit more. Does that play into your music writing? Your writing, too, though? Because I can see, like... Oh, absolutely. It, yeah, I know it yeah. I know it doesn't in my particular writing, too, so, like... Yeah, if, if I ever lost that, like, burning hunger to, like, get better, then I'd probably just get a day job. I mean, fuck. Yeah. Nobody wants to listen to a band called Day Job Centers. The day job sinners, man. Like, no good. It's funny you mention that because I actually have another band I call the day job sinners. That's funny. That's hilarious. Day job sinners is wears like a suit, works at a cubicle, and then. Yeah, yeah. And then my third band is called the Blow Job Sinners. Let's know about that shit. Oh, that's that's yeah. Can we open for you? My band's called the Jack Shack. That's a whole another podcast. Oh shit! 
Yeah. Yeah, don't be content, people. Because then you're, you're, you're going to go downhill. You're either going up or down. You can't stay in the same spot. It's impossible. Yeah. Like a shark, man. You can be a shark. You know, sharks are... It's impossible for a shark to swim backwards. Oh, they're always going forward. They and can't... Just, they, they can't... They have if, to continue yeah, to they move gotta, or they can't breathe. They can't they, breathe they unless can they're moving. They can turn around and yeah. fuck their own But they have to keep moving, otherwise they can't breathe because they need yeah. the... Uh, so they're they always moving forward. Moving to constantly... Oh, because the water, like, filled... Yeah. So they breathe. Yeah, they're That's not crazy. one of those fish that can sit that. there and, and breathe. Their lungs don't expand. They their lungs are fed through movement. So Dude, like that would be such a trippy life, man. Have you ever thought about like what these animals, what their life is like? Sometimes, like, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, man. That would suck to always have to be like moving forward. You think of, like it sometimes like health. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's like a, yeah, a but mild, no, but that's like a form of torture. Yeah, but I think, think about it. We're 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 <laughs> we're, meta- we're metaphorically doing it. Like everybody who's a little, everybody who's an artist. Like, look, we were just talking about it. Don't can, fuck contentment. Like, always be moving forward. Right. And my, my, my when it comes to my, my body, might you know be getting older, but my mind is like always moving forward. Like, oh, what's the next thing? What's, that's why I'm never content. I'm never happy. The thing like, about what's this, the, what's the next fucking thing? The human brain needs to shut down once a day to reboot, right? Indeed. Otherwise, we'll just we'll go crazy. So it's like, but other animals aren't like that, though. You know, like not sharks do sleep. I'm sure they do, but they're but still they moving to, they're while still they sleep. Still moving forward while they sleep. I is think they have yeah. like a. They have some kind of like hibernation thing where they can still they can be like half asleep, half awake, uh, like still be moving. That sounds like hell to me. They never get a chance to just just relax. So what about polar bears? You never bears? see a shark just chilling on the fucking <laughs> on the on the bottom of the be- the sandy beach on the bottom of the yeah. ocean, just fucking relaxing, just, like, just not doing anything. They can't fucking just like, just like sit back and drink a brewski. Right. No, like no, there's no sharks out there getting stoned. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> right. yeah, no. That's why sharks can never be rock and rollers, man, because they just can't relax no, and just they, hang out. They got no chill, man. They got no sharks chill. got no chill, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're always fucking like sharks got no chill. Fucking up the other fish, man. <clears throat> they're always trying to start fights. And they're, shit. they're cleaning up the ocean, man. We need sharks. They're super important. Those fucking Chinese people end up cutting their fins off, throwing the rest of it back. It's like you motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have an issue with the Chinese, uh, China, their tangent. culture, where they, I know, where they, they cut off the fin for that shark shark fin soup, which is like a very... Uh, yeah, fuck people, fuck killing animals for no reason, dude. It, 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 it's all because of tradition, right? So it's like a wedding tradition and funeral tradition. So when there was a Chinese funeral or a wedding, they have shark fin soup. And it's like a thing, which I get it. I appreciate that aspect of their culture back when there were a lot more sharks. But it's like... You know, that's the only thing they're killing them for is just that fin. They'll, like, cut off the fin, throw the shark back in the fucking water. Yeah. It's like... And you know a fucking dude. shark can't... Okay, now I know this is a horrible thing, but there's... <laughs> I mean, that's that's okay, it. I'm, Crab food. All the fucking PETA people out there are gonna... I am not against animal abuse whatsoever. I fucking... I'm the most passive fucking animal loving, you know, but just for the sake of comedy... You gotta know those those sharks are like because a shark can't do shit without their fucking fins, right? Without a fin, they're just a fucking a torpedo. Like they're just like just they sinking to the fucking. So you know this yeah, like what's going through that fucking That's shark's it. head? Well, he's like, he's like, as you're throwing him back, he's like, fuck you, right? Because <laughs> he can't, he can't do shit. He's imagine chopping all your fucking arms and legs off and then rolling you down a fucking hill. That's pretty much like what's fucking happening. They're just yeah. you, you can't you can't do shit. No, that's it. They sink, man. That's. They sink. Or they float up to the surface. 
Just, that's sad. Wash Anyways, up on some fucking. On a sad note. <laughs> well, All right, let's. What's your spirit animal? Uh, cheetah. Cheetah, nice. That's a good nice. one. Seventy-four nice. miles an hour, land. <laughs> that's my life, Damn, Chris! Yeah, this fucking you got the cheetah stats memorized. That was my that's one of my favorite animals as a kid. Five, yeah, I, my same, dad man. was my soccer coach growing up, and our team was always called the Cheetahs, and we were green and yellow spots on our jerseys. It was badass. I love cheetahs, man. That's cool. It's cool. They like climb trees and stuff, and like they can. That's always freaking me the cool fuck out. Fuck, man. They, Dude, like, they catch their shit and pull it up in a tree, so nothing else can get to it. Yeah. And they're skinny, too. They're like, you know, they're not big cats, but they're fast. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I just love it. What about you, Chris? What's your Patronus? What's your spirit animal? Uh, a worm. A worm? Yeah. Because uh, I suck. And I know it. And that's my... Yeah, that's it. It's a worm. Oh, shit. It's depressing. Dang, that's pretty yeah. depressing. I was going <laughs> to... That <laughs> got fucking right? low, man. You see, no, I my was... shit is a bear. I'd say a bear. Uh, because you can't, you can't just like fall back from that yet. You can't go from worm to bear, dude. Yeah, That's you can't go from, <laughs> you're stuck at worm. You're, bro. You can't just I'll go. I'll be the worm. That's fine. You can't just go berm. Uh, but no, truthfully though, um, I think a bear's because I'm. They're sweet. I can see you they're, being bear. They're sweet and territorial at the same time. Yeah. They're a bit under unpredictable with their temperament, and. Uh, I don't know. I think that's that's me. And I just I just love fucking bears. They're like my favorite animal. I just love how territorial they are, and they mean business. You know, they could fuck you up, but from a distance, they're. I can see you doing the bear. Yeah, know? I can see you doing the bear. When you get up close and really get yeah. to know them, they'll fuck your yeah. shit up, which is kind of how them. You know, like people get to know bear. me. Yeah, people get to know me, and I fuck their life up. But from a distance, he's good looking. He's a good looking creature. Interesting. Oh, I love to watch him, and then. You get to know me, and you realize there's nothing there but just random fits of rage and alcoholism. <laughs> yep, getting deep on you guys. Indeed, indeed. And I and I like sleeping, so for hibernation all, for all winter in, long. Indeed. So I was gonna yeah. go. Um, you know, I think mine would be some kind of bird, man, because I like to just kind of observe everybody. I, can I, see I like that. I like to fly above. Because I already think I'm like above everybody, so I just like to fly <laughs> above the world and like look down and but like just kind of check shit out. Like I don't necessarily want to be a part of it. I just kind of want to fly above and See, look at you shit. You remind me of the shark in a way, or one of those birds that has to migrate for you know. I definitely want to go thousands south. of miles because well, that's so long. Yeah, but you know, thousands of miles. You man. <laughs> I was gonna. Otherwise, I was gonna say sloth. I, can I should just be a geese or a goose because that's quite literally what my last name means. Goose Husek? farmer, Husag, one who yields geese. You, you be you, a goose. Yeah. We have the Daylight Sinners have a song Going we haven't played live in a while. It's called Three Geese in the Ghetto." I think I, I think I remember this song. You like, remember I it? I think I remember hearing that. Like, I remember you saying it's that the on stage. Go, this we three we are three geese in the ghetto, smoking fat blondes, and we're feeling mighty mellow. Oh, that's that one. It's almost like it's got that like. It's like a rap. Song. Yeah, it's a rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it. I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's funny. I wrote it when I was in Chicago because we were driving through this like super ghetto area or whatever, and like a field opens up, and there was just like a million geese all over the field, man. Like it was so many you couldn't even see the grass. That's what inspired that song. Nice. Three geese in a ghetto. 
I was just thinking to myself, um, I was, you know, I tell myself uh, whenever I'm trying to remember something, I was like, oh, I'm just going to repeat this to myself and I'll, rem- I'll remember it. Like, the, we've had so far tonight, we've had two things that we've said that I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that the title of the show. Mm-hmm. I don't remember either one of them. So now i got to go through the whole rest of the show and listen to the again. To Are you going to be forced yeah, to listen to That sounds like hell show. having to listen back to this. Oh, Dude, I, my own voice. It's torture, man. Thanks. It's fucking torture. But it was too good. To, <laughs> this is why I usually keep a pad right here with me to write shit down, and I didn't do it tonight, so now it's my own damn fault. But uh, we've gone over an hour now, man. We, do you want to... Uh, Let's talk more Liam. Let's talk Let's more talk. Daylight yeah. Centers. Let's do this. Um, what's coming up, man? We talked about where we talked about what you're doing right now and the show you got coming up, and we talked a little bit about where you've come since the last time we saw you. But where do you see yourself? Okay, so it was six months since the last time we saw you. What are you thinking for the next six months? Like, if we check back in with you in six months later, what are you hoping? Well, right now. We're making a record, and it's being produced by Kenny Olsen, who is Kid Rock's original guitarist and songwriter, and um, that's going really well. Um, six months from now, I expect that. I actually, no, I actually know Kenny. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great guy. Yeah. And six six months from now, I expect that the album will be out. We'll be touring a lot. Um. Do you guys, uh, how, how do you book your tours? I'm curious. Are you guys doing it like? Right now it's me, but like yeah. I expect within the next few months or so we'll have people doing it and mm-hmm. hopefully. We actually, um, I actually know somebody, me and Chris know somebody. Um, before you, obviously I don't want to push anything, but I can at least give you a, a number of somebody that we know um, who, who handles another really popular band that we're friends of, the uh, Charles the Atlantic. Um, just booking? Totally different kind of music, but might be that might actually be a good thing. Yeah, it's a booking. Basically, what he does is like they're a booking agency. So like, because I've actually, even though we're friends with Charge Atlantic, they're like, yeah, dude, we'll totally do. Because I'm trying to book shows with them. Yeah, yeah, we'll totally do shows with you. But you gotta submit your music to our booking agent, and so that's how they vet you. So so it's like you can't just they don't even book their own shows. Like they, I can't book a show with with my friends Charge Atlantic. Yeah, I have to go through their what, booking once agency. Once you have a booking agent, they don't want you yeah. to like. Yeah. Because they yeah. want to set, because they're they're trying to look out for their band and set them up with the best bands or the best or the bands that work with them and that yeah. kind of thing. You know? They also don't want anything to conflict or anything mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, it's interesting though, man. Um, everything's set up that six months from now we should be touring around the country at least. We should be um have music streaming and um have an album out or at least a full ep and uh yeah i imagine we'll be playing big festivals and stuff by then that's awesome man yeah so where where are you guys recording at where's the studio at? in detroit oh so you're back home. is that okay so yeah he's back home then really um i know k-rock lives here right from what i hear k-rock yeah kenny Kenny lives here but but yeah i'm not working with kid rock i'm working with Kenny Olson. That's what I mean. Like, but I'm sure, like, cause so Kenny Olson went back. He has a place Detroit. here and in Detroit, but got you. Oh, Kid Rock's got a new bar downtown. He does. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. I haven't been to it. I haven't been to it either. But I was walking around downtown the other day. Showing, like, my dad was in town for his birthday, and we went down there to um, you know, just kind of walk around downtown and go get lunch and stuff. We went to Martin's to get lunch and shit. So we were walking around downtown, and we saw the Kid Rock bar, and I was like, it's intense looking. I was like, oh shit. What's it called? I have no idea. I think it's called. I just called Kid Rock's 
something uh, something. Oh, it's called Kid Rock's um uh Jackass Saloon or something. I don't know. It's like called something. <laughs> it's like fucking. You know what's funny? And I don't want to bust anybody out. I also don't want to drop any fucking names or. But I was like, I have a, we have a, I have a mutual. I have a friend of mine who still plays around town here, and we've been trying to get him on a show, Calvin Webster. Oh uh, yeah. And when I. When I first started hanging out in Nashville, I became friends with this guy, and there was like this whole little like underground, like counterculture songwriting scene in Nashville. And we used to, I used to crash out in his fucking. I worked second shift at the time, so I would get off work at like one in the morning, and I would meet up with everybody while they were already out, and then we would just party and drink all night and play music and, and, and at his at his fucking apartment and shit. And Kenny also would hang out there all the fucking time, and that's how I met him. And uh, we all got to kind of be cool. And uh, I wouldn't say, like, we're buddies or anything, but I know him from that circle. And it was just kind of funny. Uh, the, the the people that you would meet, um, like, I've, I hanging out at that apartment, I met so many people that were either, uh, like, headliners or in the band of famous bands mm-hmm. that uh, was like... When I, when I first got to town, it used to be like a I, I I got a little starstruck, and then after like the first six months, I was like, oh, now it's just normal to run into fucking Kid Rock's guitarist or the violin player from Zac Brown Band or like yeah, whatever, you know yeah. whatever like these these fucking these you know you you run onto him at like the after party or at Losers or whatever, and it's just like man, it's it's kind of cool, and it's like what we were talking about earlier about how everybody here is fucking. This is a little L.A. when it comes to that aspect of it where, you know, like, you know, when, you, when you're when you walking around L.A. or even Miami and you see somebody famous, you don't fucking freak out because it's a normal thing. And here in here in Nashville, you don't see too many famous people walking around like as you used to. But everybody here is kind of is kind of famous for doing their own fucking thing. So it's like you can it's fun, man, because when I when people come from out of town <coughs> and I take them somewhere and we go see a band and uh, they're hanging out in the back and shit, and they're like, uh, you know, and, and when then and then when I walk up to the stage and I know the fucking guitar player in the band or the lead singer of the band, or like I tell them, hey, you know, my, my best friend plays drums in this fucking band, and they're like, people in, in other places aren't used to that. Mm-hmm. Like they're not used to like like they always think like they always think of the band as like they're famous, and then when but when you're just I don't know, it's just it's still something that's it's still a, a dichotomy that I I enjoy. But we kind of take for granted because we live here. Yeah. When you go to other cities, and you're not the guy that's in the know anymore, you kind of take, you kind of realize, like, I don't know how cool it must be for people that come here, and see us. I don't know. Yeah, that was cool. a tangent. I'm sorry. No, no, it's it's cool, man. I know exactly what you mean, man. It's amazing. There's a lot of yeah. undercover people that have played on shit that you you know you've heard but you don't know it. You're sitting there having breakfast breakfast next to someone who played, you know the. St- Pedal still on, uh, you know, whoever's biggest hit. But we also, we we also, <laughs> as musicians or as like They're as people out. in the business, or in you know, as fans of the business, uh, nerd out on that a little bit more. I think so. Yeah. All the other people are like, I don't care who played guitar on that can track. Ask, yeah, can I ask you this question? Because that that happens to me. I'll be like, especially with like women that I've dated. You know, I'll be like, oh my god, uh, what's his face? Oh, that's what's his face that played yada yada on this or. Where I'll be dorking out on on a song, like listen to this part or yada yada, and like it just blows over their head, and I come off sounding like a dork. But I'm like, you know, is that? It makes me insecure in a way because I'm like, am I too fucking dorky with? Actually, with that's my a, passion for music or something. That leads me know? to another question, Liam. Have you? Okay, 
that. Well, I'm sorry. No, go, go no, go. Answer that one first. I'm sorry. That's funny that you said it because I hang around. I hang around with some of my best friends are in this band that's just doing incredibly well right now, and they're they're on tour in Europe with like fucking Slash, okay? And when I'm hanging out with them, it like lead singer will go up to um people, random people, and just be like, "Hey, check out my band," because like, he promotes himself, and he'll be like. We're going on tour with Slash, and then I'm telling you, 80% of the time, people's reactions are, uh, who? He'll be like, Slash from Guns N' Roses, do you know anything about them? Yeah. Uh, no, I've never heard of them. And I'll just be sitting there like, fuck, that would piss me off. If I like yeah. had the chance to brag about the fact that I'm touring with Slash, yeah. and people don't know who Slash, like... That would infuriate yeah. me. Yeah. It, dude, it, I'm telling you, man. I, I just, yeah. It cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> well, have a, this is, that was, brings me to the question I was going to ask was, have you ever dated someone or, like, been hanging out with people who are n- don't, like, give a fuck about music or what it is you do? So, like, the, everything that you think that makes I you. I don't hang around people no, who don't give a fuck about it's just, It's just funny because, like, yeah. sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you're like, everything that you base your personality on, everything that everything that you think is, like, really cool in the fucking mm-hmm. world, other, there's somebody out there who doesn't give a fuck about it. Yep. So it's like, I find that even, like, e- even dating somebody, like, randomly, like, with me and Faith. I don't like, even know if I talk to people who don't care about music. Indeed. I, I got very lucky that my girlfriend is also a musician, so she when we, we have that. But there's other things like 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 movies or like you it know, happens to me a lot comedians. with movies because I know a lot of, like directors who directed this, uh-huh. you know, and I can always usually name an actor. Cause I just love movies, and I dork out on shit sometimes, and I'll catch my girlfriend. I can tell it's like she kind of doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm trying to me. I'm like, yes, I'm so excited to give you the knowledge. Oh, what's his face directed this or so? Yeah, 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 and like. Just you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, who gives a fuck? But it's like, I don't know. It's something you're passionate about, man. I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. And my my favorite thing is with playing music. It's like that's why I really appreciate people coming to see me play because when I was your age, yeah, I hung out with rockers and people that were in the scene too. But now it's like. Most of my friends aren't musicians anymore, you know what I'm saying? So, like, they're just normal nine-to-fivers, you know what I mean? So, it's like... But everybody still kind of cares about the scene. They do care. But, I mean, it's like... Another thing, too, is, like... That's why when people come out to see me play, it's like... I have friends who come out to see me play, and it's like, ultimately, I know they don't like my band. You can tell when someone really likes your band. You can really tell. You know this. You can tell when someone's like, yeah, dude, you guys, yeah... And then other people are like, oh, great show, man. Great show. You know, it's a fun night. Thanks for having us. All right, we'll see you. It's like, yeah, I know you didn't like the music, but I appreciate you being well, there. Well, that's, that's kind of like what me and Liam were talking about earlier with the um, uh, the cream rising to the top. Because you can see when you go to shows, like nowadays with the, with the uh, social media and everything, everybody can put their shit out there. And because everybody can put their shit out there, everybody has a voice, and some people's voice aren't good. And you can tell when you go to shows. Now, Chris, you're short-selling yourself because you guys are fucking awesome. I'm not but making fun of my band. But I'm saying we're good, but I mean, I'm yeah. saying you can tell when people don't like it. But there band, are some yeah. shows you go to when you can tell when there's, like, fans of the band there. Mm-hmm. And then you can tell when it's just their boys showing up. Yeah. And it's like, you know, their mom's in the back, you know, waving a fucking big finger. 
It's like, it's, yeah. it's the the cream. But then you go to some bands where you're like, okay, these. You look around, you're like, okay, like I'm I'm very proud of, and I feel like Daylight Sinners is. I mean, you guys are already getting recognition, but Dude. um, Charles the Atlantic was the same way. When we first started hanging out with Charles the Atlantic, you know, they didn't realize what they fucking had, and now we go to shows a couple of years later and we see them and they're they're, they're packing they're pack you know they're packing shows out, and it's so it it, it only takes yeah you, I went you, to you a see few the of their progression shows, there was like five people. But now they're like doing well. But I mean, what's funny is when I've seen you guys play live, it's like I'll hear people in the background like, "God damn, they're good" or something. Yeah, you know, like holy shit. You're like you can tell people are, are genuinely impressed. You know, like when Chris plays out, you hear like, oh, oh, yeah. you know, you know what? They're pretty. Hear pan- you hear panties hitting. They're the pretty. Floor. They're like they're pretty good for a dad band, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Got all those dad bods on stage. Thanks, Tony. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no, I gotta give my boy some shit. I gotta give my boy some shit. I give Tony shit all the time. I put it in my blast on the Facebook. Hey guys, Tony here. So, right in the last five minutes of this episode, um, well, my interface decided to take a dump. Uh, for some reason, it started working as soon as Liam left. But uh, we had a. It was not a really, nothing fancy on the on the tail end there. We uh, we did a little plugs. We plugged the stuff. We plugged this um, Liam show at Analog Saturday, and uh, tickets are either in advance or at the door. I believe eight o'clock is what he said it was. Analog this Saturday, which I believe is uh, crap. I don't have the date in front of me, but um, if today is the ninth, it would be whatever the Saturday after that is. So uh, Chris plugged Malibu Blackout. I plugged the book ShareYourBuzz.com across all. Um, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, all that stuff. Please leave us a review and a five-star or a four-star or a three-star or any stars, actually. I don't care how many stars. I just want a star. Somebody give me a star. Um, yeah, so sorry about that. We're trying to get some new equipment, trying to upgrade our stuff. Um, if anybody out there would like to sponsor a um, some new stuff, we have a board where it's... Uh, we're trying to figure out some kind of power supply or some kind of how to link it up, how to make it all work, how to make it all happen. So um, appreciate you guys listening, and sorry about the technical difficulty, but we had a really great show. Loved hanging out with Liam. Uh, we hung out for a while afterwards, smoked some cigars on the patio, had a good time. So always fun hanging out with that cat and all our friends here at Share Your Buzz. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks.